Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and today I have the honor of speaking with Anaya Sophia. Anaya is a mystic, storyteller, and author of Revelatory Wisdom. She teaches workshops throughout the world and is best known for the creation of Sacred Body Awakening. She's also known for showing up as a trailblazing resource of unapologetic truth and transparent courage, and her heart is both fierce and tender. She carries an oral message that stirs the remembrance of a continuous lineage with the feminine principle that throughout the centuries has preserved its spiritual dignity without the need for permission or recognition from any other source. Thank you so much for being here, Anaya, and welcome. Thank you so much, Emmy. It's lovely to be here with you. Uh, it's a blessing to have you with us, and I'm so excited to learn from you today. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to ask my guests first, what does sacred feminine power mean to you? Well, to me, especially at this time that we're in, the, the quarantine phase, it's about trusting the unknown, being okay with I don't know, living moment by moment without too much mind activity and just going on pure feeling and pure sensation and uh, navigating everything through the inner world, M making that big switch from external to inner. I, I, that's how it's been for me these last weeks. Mm, beautiful, that resonates very strongly with me as well. Now, it could be related to the current context or it could be something else for you, Anaya, but could you share one challenge that you have faced in your life that has helped you to really activate the sacred feminine power within yourself and in your life overall? Yes, that would have been probably about 12 years ago where I had an abnormality showing up on my cervix. And uh, the NHS, God bless them, in the UK, uh, they wanted <laughs> yes, to move. <laughs> they wanted to move very, very quickly and go straight into biopsy. And if they felt that this was a cancerous growth, um, then part of the cervix was going to go. And they said, you know, there's a bed ready for you. You could come in tomorrow. Um, I brought myself some time because I just started writing the book, Womb Wisdom. And I thought, hang on a minute. There's a bit of a coincidence here. I've agreed to co-author Womb Wisdom. And now, three days later, I have this. And so that is very much where my personal track of, you know, my, my spiritual path changed tracks. Up until that point, I'd been very much with a masculine presence, like a Christ-like um, guide on the inside. And in that moment, I changed tracks <laughs> and uh, everything about me was switched on to the feminine to me as a woman, to my relationships with the female, my relationships with the body and sexuality. So that was 
the catalyzing moment when my health was in question. Mm. Wow, mm. well, thank you for sharing about that. And it, it truly, truly is um, intriguing that um, the um, abnormality would be found just a couple of days after you've chosen to participate in this book project. Absolutely. I remember at the time, um, after being asked to co-author, I remember actually thinking, hmm, I'm not really sure what I'm going to write. Because I'd come from a Kundalini yoga background. My understanding of the womb was, was the second chakra, you know, the sacral. That was about it. But whilst writing this book, I was actually going on this very personal and very catalyzing journey myself as a woman to unearth the things I was supposed to be writing about. And now, of course, I was able to write about them from a very real place. Wow, talk about embodying the experience and living the experience itself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, you probably have alluded to this already, but what would you say was the divine meaning or the, the hidden blessing in that seeming challenge of having that abnormality in your cervix um, that you have realized afterwards? It was crystal clear. It was um, a, an internal battle that I was in, and it was to do with, um, you know, half of me is the good girl, Eve, and half of me is the bad girl, Lilith. And this war, this battling, um, who am I? What am I? As I said, I, I was in my Kundalini yoga phase, so very much wanting to be Eve, wearing white, wearing the turban, living a very pure lifestyle. But then there's this other part. There's this wild part. There's this unruly part, this this part that prefers to be outside and dancing and being tribal, you know, and I'm like, behave, I'm trying to squish her down. And she's like, no <laughs> way. And of course, I'm, I'm making it sound fun, but there was also a darker aspect. At that unformed time, there was definitely areas of my sexuality that could kind of swing off at a tangent. And I would look back at myself going, what? are you doing exactly so there was a shadow in my sexuality that was not my yoga self wasn't wanting to look at it and that i know was the 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 kernel the reason why this abnormal activity was happening in my cervix i come from mm. um my father's irish so the catholic church is not far away and that whole Irish way of living in the shadows and the secrecy with sexuality and babies and, and all of that and contraception, that's just one generation away. And I know I have been working with that hands-on since that journey began. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure that will resonate with a lot of our listeners as well, this um, programming and this conditioning that so many of us, well, all of us, uh, are in many ways born into based on the lineages we come from and based on our parents and based on our ancestors. Could, could you tell us a little bit more about 
your actual healing journey with your womb as you were writing this book and as you were moving forward on that feminine path of yours? Yes, there was a very practical and uh, amazing step. It's so simple, but it produced so much revelation, which was just the simple dropping of my awareness from the third eye. You know, that's where you're meant to be being aware when you're in yoga and just dropping it down to the womb and dropping it down to the yoni and asking questions at that level in your body. That was revelatory to me. And then, you know, within the book, there, there are many practices. One of the big practices was Tibetan womb pulsing, where someone would straddle over your abdomen and sit upon you and very gently, rhythmically um, pulse out this, um, this movement, this undulation over the top of your fallopian tubes, ovaries, womb and pubic area and by golly that is a very quick to produce experience all kinds of huge emotions came up when i started to receive the womb pulsing Mm. just tremendous stuff tremendous stuff but not in a sort of i am analyzing this type of way it's very very fast it's wave after wave after wave and then at the end of the process you can't really think back as to wow what did i just go through it's gone it uh, is a very powerful practice it empties and softens the womb and the yoni of so much stored and compacted tension around that part of the body from you know how it looks maybe you know a little bit fat a little bit thin it's totally tied in to our stomachs our bellies as women Uh, sexuality creativity childbirth conception pregnancy it's all down there (laughs) and when you start doing your womb pulsing you get to experience what's down there oh yes absolutely i'm i'm very fortunate to have been trained in womb awakening practices myself and have had a couple of experiences with womb pulsing both giving and receiving and it certainly has been one of the most powerful sensory experiences of my life as well that goes so deep into the cellular structures into the dna almost instantly at least for me yes yes beautiful um what what else would you say um in terms of your own healing journey and and really focusing on the womb space going deep into that beautiful velvety dark space inside what would you say were the kinds of messages you started receiving from your womb space as you were healing? I remember a very clear moment when I was receiving my first couple of pulses and I looked up and I saw the face and the body of the woman who was giving it to me. And that was such a heart opener because I realized a woman is helping me. That was so, so deep. And not only was she helping my physical body, this woman was helping me come closer to my own soul. And, you know, Mm. for for a girl that got bullied a little bit in school, this was massive. 
So then I realized, oh my gosh, womb healing and sexual healing is totally associated with the restoration of the sisterhood and mm. the femininity amongst women and the rebuilding of trust and honor and, and, and making that switch in your life where you will say, I will not let down another woman. I will not gossip. I will not bitch. I will not try and get ahead. You know, our, our sisters are our friends. And in that moment of womb pulsing, it was more than friendship. It was spiritual midwifery. And that healed all of those bullying memories from when I was a kid. Mm, beautiful. And that sacred sisterhood and, and us supporting each other rather than pushing each other down, which has often been the trend. And yes. that often many of us carry wounding within ourselves, whether we're conscious of that or not, is just such, such a powerful, beautiful opportunity for deep healing, especially right now, I find, with this massive paradigm shift that we're going through from a very patriarchal kind of a paradigm towards one where the feminine is really starting to become more revered again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and especially you now, you know, for us, it's springtime. And yeah. by golly, yeah. she looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, Sophie, uh, Naya, I know that you like to... Um, in, in your work, you, you like to study the legends and stories of women of courage and resilience, of beauty, compassion, and inspiration. Would you mind sharing some of that work that you've done around these legendary women from the past? Well, I've always been a big storyteller, which I would like to thank my father for. So not only did my father bringing, bring in the heavy dark shadow of the Catholic Church, which has become my life work, but he also brought in the magic and the enchantment of storytelling. And when this lockdown first appeared, um, I so wanted to reach out to my nearest and dearest um, and just get them off the internet for a while. Uh, you know, stop sleuthing around and looking for the latest conspiracy. Uh, let's rest and nestle down deep into our bodies. And, you know, let me just tell you a story, a bedside story, a fireside story. Um, and this whole concept really, really took off. And I loved doing it and they loved hearing it. And what it was, I chose women who had been in a similar situation that we're in now. And I used their stories to say, hey, ladies, listen, we've been here before. We don't have to fear this mandatory vaccine from Bill Gates. I know it's appearing. It's meant to appear. It's meant to take you to two minutes to midnight. But it is not going to strike midnight. But you will have to go through that fear of imagining that it will. And bringing in stories of the same kind of experience. You know, for instance, Christian martyrs. Um, being imprisoned, being in dungeons. There's a great one, Fekla, who came out and had to face the wild animals. 
but the story is that the lioness who was taken into the arena to absolutely eat her up bowed before her and started licking her legs this is a classical biblical story so here is our everyday normal thecla who just happens to be a christian and the romans don't like that so they take her to the games they take her to the gladiator games and out comes this fierce lioness who just licks her feet and nestles beside her and not only that when the romans kind of go oh god that's not working and sends out the male lion and the male black bear the lioness fights these two other animals off thecla and thecla is completely unharmed and that is a full-on <laughs> initiation and so I wanted the ladies to kind of go, oh, hang on a minute. This is a little bit like what we're in. Not to kind of go, oh, it's fine then. Don't worry. You know, two minutes to midnight, the lioness is going to protect me. But to just be with those fears. Be with them, honestly and authentically. Be like Thecla in the dungeon. Tomorrow, you're going to be brought out into the arena. And to be that innocent, that open, and that trusting, trusting. And that goes back to what I said at the beginning about the sacred feminine. Learning to trust something you don't yet know. Yeah. And I think that certainly is a lesson that... Um, even once the restrictions are lifted and we return to, I don't want to say the word normal because I don't think we'll ever really return back to whatever normal was to begin with. But I think that certainly is some potent wisdom, especially for us women at this time, yes. that sense of deep trust and, and surrender, I think, to, to whatever it is. Yes. I'm not going to come out of lockdown. <laughs> I've already made my decision. I am staying exactly like this. And of course, that will mean no more traveling, no more going to the States, no more going to Canada. Okay. Because something so massive has happened to me. I um, saw the documentary Planet of the Humans, Michael Moore's latest documentary. It's only a few days old. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was it. That's a turning point. I am, I'm going to stay. <laughs> but you know my quarantine is, it's not so severe because you know I'm living in the French Pyrenees nature is literally on my doorstep but if the economy or the elite think that I'm gonna just pick straight up where I left off and start buying and traveling and guzzling fossil fuels again well they're gonna have to think of something else because I'm hmm. not <laughs> mm. That's a strong statement to make for sure. That's beautiful. Yeah. To make it live is like, yikes, I've really gone and said it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. You're certainly defining who you are going to be when restrictions are lifted. Um, do you want to speak a bit more to that as in terms of um, any advice that you could give, any wisdom you could give to our listeners in terms of how well, they should try and return to normal? 
Well, I think we have to look at the language that our world leaders are saying. They are saying things like, we need to fire up the economy. They're not saying that because the virus is gone and it's all safe. They're saying that because that patriarchal world is collapsing and they are absolutely terrified of what that could bring to their pockets. It's not about us being safe to go out. The virus is still here and probably will remain for the rest of our lives. But that certainly does not mean, you know, fear and terror. We have to learn to live with it. And this is what's going to be the new paradigm, learning to live with it. Perhaps it's a very, very good thing. Perhaps it's a standard. It's a bar. It's a constant reminder to not go back to our guzzling of fossil fuels and traveling and, you know, buying from the Internet. You know, those sponsored shops you see great pictures on the internet, you order it, and it's not that at all because it's been made in China in a really cheap and nasty way with slave labor. We, we can't go back to that. And the world leaders want us to go back to that because that lines their pockets. And Another, gives them their power. That's right. Michael Moore said an amazing thing in the Q&A of planet of the humans he said are we afraid to go up against them and take them out of power and i just went yes sir yep that is it that for, for me that was it he just hit that little nail on the head but since watching it Something, something is changing within me. And, you know, whatever is left of my life, yes, I do want to knock them out of power. Don't want to harm them. Don't want to fight them. Don't want to hate them. But as for holding power, no. No, you're not the right people for the job. Yeah, there certainly is a, a global call for a very, very different kind of a leadership, um, what I would call sacred feminine leadership that is founded on the sacred feminine power that we have been talking about. And I, I hope that um, hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people hear these messages from people like you so that they can also start to activate these shifts within themselves. I mean, I know for a lot of people that will sound shocking, but maybe it truly is time for us to be shocked so that yeah. we change. Yes. Yes. And if you, th- you know, if you think what I'm saying is shocking, please watch the documentary of the power yeah. plants and how they run. And also, you know, the green economy, it's not really green at all. Mm. Absolutely. I think we have an amazing opportunity to truly start to see beyond the veils at the moment. So much truth is coming out from many, many different sources. And if we so choose, we have an amazing opportunity to grow and change and transmute a lot of the old energies that we have been living by. We've been forced to live by in many ways for a very long time. 
Absolutely. And if we just imagine what it would be like to live with a, you know, a sacred feminine government. I, I don't mean women. It's just, you know, people in their feminine, a feminine police force, a feminine banking mm. system, mm. feminine based internet, schooling, nutrition, housing, energy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you made a really important point there that it's, it's not just about women. It is about women and men stepping into their feminine power within themselves. Yes. So that we can start manifesting a very different kind of a world. Yes. 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 And, you know, probably the first policy would be to re-green the planet. How amazing mm. is that? All those forests that were cut down. Number one policy, regreen the planet. And of course, all the masculine types will be like, no, this doesn't make sense. You know, <laughs> pulling at their hair. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. And I, I suppose it's, it's vital at the moment that more and more of us start to imagine and visualize and picture that kind of a world where sacred feminine is in power. Yes. Yes. I, that's what I've been saying to, you know, the, the ladies who, who listen, who like to listen. I say, just feel into your nature and just hold a vision just hold it through thick and thin whether it's education nutrition energy legal system policing system just hold the vision of that new system in this new earth this new paradigm that we're crossing into and no matter what you see on facebook or twitter just keep that imagination being fed with your belief in it and and then surely together we will all dream this through into manifestation mm, beautiful beautiful i love that practice and i'm i'm certainly doing as much of that as i can myself as well yes well Anaya, thank you. You have given us so much information here. I really appreciate your wisdom and your insights. Could you tell us a little bit about the offer that you have for our listeners today? Well, yes. Well, that will have to be the Thecla story. So uh, <laughs> it will be the story of this beautiful, innocent woman who just felt she had to follow the Christ path and uh, being confronted with the lioness and uh, well, you know, you know a bit of the story because I, I shared it earlier. It is such a tale of courage and fortitude and really, you know, faith in the unknown and trusting that completely. So it, it, I would love to share that with you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I will share the link to that story um, in the text that comes together with this podcast. So appreciate that, Sanaya. Thank you. Welcome. Right. Well, let's just for a moment focus our intention on this beautiful positive energy that's been activated during our chats and just visualize sending that to everybody and everywhere on our planet so that we truly remember that we are all one and to support all of us to step into our sacred feminine power. 
thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you, Emmy. Thank you so much. <laughs>